The accuracy of the Apple Watch in diagnosing atrial fibrillation has only been supported by studies involving limited numbers of patients without many differences in their medical situations. This is according to the authors of new research published in the Canadian Journal of Cardiology, which is claimed to be the first real-world study focusing on the use of the Apple Watch as a diagnostic tool for atrial fib. The study was designed to test the accuracy of the Apple Watch ECG application in detecting AFib in patients with a variety of coexisting electrocardiographic abnormalities. Researchers found the Apple Watch generated a high rate of false positives and inconclusive results in some patients with certain heart electrical situations. The study included 734 consecutive hospitalized patients. Each patient underwent a 12-lead ECG, immediately followed by a 30-second Apple Watch recording. The smartwatch's automated single-lead ECG AFib detections were classified as no signs of atrial fibrillation, atrial fibrillation, or an inconclusive reading. Smartwatch recordings were given to an electrophysiologist who conducted a blinded interpretation, assigning each tracing his own diagnosis of AFib, absence of AFib, or diagnosis unclear. Analysis found that in approximately one out of every five patients, the smartwatch ECG failed to produce an automatic diagnosis. It also found the risk of having a false positive automated AFib detection was higher for patients with sinus node dysfunction, with second or third degree atrial ventricular block, or with premature atrial and ventricular contractions. For patients with known atrial fibrillation, the risk of having the Apple Watch miss the AFib diagnosis was higher for patients with pacemaker rhythms or patients with underlying ventricular conduction abnormalities, such as intraventricular conduction delay or right or left bundle branch blocks. These authors believe that in patients with certain cardiovascular conditions, the current Apple smartwatch algorithms used for the detection of atrial fibrillation are not yet smart enough, but they hope its great potential will soon be accomplished. Atrial fibrillation, the most common arrhythmia in the world, is an irregular and often rapid heart rhythm that can lead to blood clots forming in the heart. People diagnosed with AFib are at increased risk of stroke, heart failure, and other heart-related complications. In a review paper published in JAK Clinical Electrophysiology, potential mechanisms linking stress and AFib and the possible use of stress reduction in AFib management are explored. Stress affects the activities of the immune and autonomic nervous systems, which are key drivers in AFib onset, and perhaps a greater intensity. Atrial fibrillation itself is reported to increase anxiety, psychological distress, and perhaps even lead to suicidal ideation. The senior author commented on the bidirectional nature of stress and AFib. More and more studies are showing it goes both ways. Stress begets AFib, and AFib begets stress. Importantly, stress and negative emotions are often accompanied by modifiable risk factors. For example, individuals experiencing chronic stress often report higher numbers of smoking, alcohol consumption, weight gain, and physical inactivity. These risk factors may contribute to worsening AFib symptoms. 
Potential treatment options to reduce stress as part of AFib management might include anxiolytic and antidepressant therapy, mindfulness-based stress reduction, and yoga. At least several million Americans have atrial fibrillation, which is a type of irregular heartbeat that can lead to blood clots forming in the heart. And it's thought that more than 60% of these patients have associated valvular heart disease, which essentially means they also have a significant heart valve abnormality. The risks of a clot leaving the heart and causing a stroke or a blood clot to another part of the body are much higher in people with atrial fib compared to those without it. And valvular heart disease itself may also increase the risks of stroke or death. Many atrial fib patients need to be on a blood thinner to decrease the risk of clot events. For decades, warfarin, also known as Coumadin, was the main blood thinner for AFib. More recently, newer blood thinners like Eliquis and Xarelto have been used for many patients. Funded by the NIH, the University of Pennsylvania evaluated seven years of data on 20,000 patients with both atrial fibrillation and valvular heart disease. Half had been treated with Eliquis and half with Xarelto. Researchers found that patients treated with a Pixaban brand named Eliquis had 43% to 49% decreases in risks for ischemic stroke, other blood clots, and both gastrointestinal and brain bleeding. This is in comparison to patients taking Rivaroxaban brand name Xarelto. At least in this analysis, Eliquis wins. But remember, individual patients always need to discuss treatment decisions with their own physicians. Atrial fibrillation is associated with increased mortality and morbidity. Notably, the risk of ischemic stroke is increased up to five times. As atrial fib is commonly asymptomatic, it can remain undetected. In about 10% of stroke patients, AFib is only diagnosed after the stroke event. Screening for atrial fibrillation has been recommended in recent European guidelines on the presumption that early discovery of AFib could be used to reduce an individual's risk of stroke with the initiation of anticoagulation, and thus may help the person live longer with a good quality of life. But according to the Swedish authors of a new study, so far a systematic screening program for atrial fibrillation is not in use anywhere in the world. Using data from StrokeStop, which is the largest clinical study in the world on screening for atrial fibrillation, researchers from Linköping University and the Karolinska Institute in Sweden look to evaluate the cost-effectiveness of screening for atrial fib in people aged 75 to 76 years. Based on Swedish cost structure and cost levels, these researchers found that their health economic analysis showed that screening can be an intervention that not only saves lives by preventing stroke, it can also save money for the healthcare system. Their analysis published in the European Heart Journal showed that population-based atrial fib screening for 75 to 76-year-old people is cost-effective at a probability of 99.2% and cost-saving at a probability of 92.7%. But since the study is based on the Swedish cost structure and cost levels, and since healthcare systems and cost levels vary for different countries, the authors noted their results cannot be directly applied to other healthcare systems. 
For Mediblurb, I'm Dr. Jim DeWire. <laughs>